0: This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Can I believe me? Blessing when the land is more As long as to sleep me? Blessing when the land is more cometsy.
0: Well, hello, hello! It's that time again—an uh, early start. In uh, well, it's midsummer. New players, new hope, but same old reliable ShrimpNet, net. The podcast from the Shrimps Trust. After all the friendlies, it's finally arrived. Business time is here. So, joining myself and Joel from the Trust, as ever, from the boardroom, we have the effervescent Dynamo. Uh, the a warm welcome as ever to the shirt-wearing. Charlie Appleyard. Charlie, welcome.
2: Would you like to wear shirts, Reece? Thank you very much.
0: And alongside the glittering jewel of knowledge and common sense, as well as a sad knit kit, kit nerd like myself and Joel, it's James Wakefield in field in St. Ives.
3: Hi David, how are you?
0: Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> um, right, where do we start, gents? Well, it's fairly straightforward. Um, all we do talk about now is uh, football from now for the next nine months. We're starting early because of Qatar and the World Cup in uh, in air-conditioned stadiums. Uh, we might need the air conditioning in uh, December, but it'll probably be on hot. But uh, from that point of view, we're starting early, uh, but it does feel like uh, it feels like the onset of winter already in Morecambe. It's a bit chilly today. Um, we'll start with Joel. Uh, we'll talk about the signings first of all. There will been many of them. There's quite a few outs, but a lot of ins, Joel, and a lot of positives I think from uh, from what we've seen.
1: yeah, I think it feels like Derek's really taken quite a bit of care in trying to get players he really feels can kind of make come in and make a difference and be be his men essentially and, and the guys he wants in uh, so obviously, I think Jake Taylor is probably the big example of that in that. The FE fee has been put out for him. Yeah, 15 quid. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, you know, it sounds like I know he wasn't necessarily at the forefront of uh, Port Vale's plans and that's probably why the room has been able to be about, but he, he was, he's a really highly rated player there and it sounds like Derek's been keen on him for a while. So to be able to land somebody like that who Derek was really keen on and has already highlighted him as a potential kind of person to step up into Aaron Welding shoes, I think that's big. Like Ash Hunter's a really good get as well. I think uh the way he plays is quite free. he he kinda moves around a lot. He'll switch. A busy little lab, isn't he? busy little yeah, lab. he's he's busy and quick and nippy and, and you know, we've we've seen what Derek likes to do, we've heard him speak about what like he likes to do in attack and, and a lot of players have freedom and giving people that freedom to kind of move and, and, and maybe improvise a bit in attack. So I think that'll suit Hunter well. He strikes with somebody who'll suit that and obviously Farron Rawlson, you just need to look at him and say, you know, well, <laughs> that's a Derek Adams centre back if, uh, if ever I saw one. So, yeah, I think it feels like he's been quite targeted and quite careful and not to rush in on any targets because I think obviously last summer was such a rush to get so many people in. feels like this is quite a different approach. A couple of decent loan signings as well. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I've really liked the look of Caleb Watts. I think. What what stands out to him about uh, about him to me is you get a lot of under twenty three players and a lot gets said about how in that kind of football there's not that much intensity and, and things are a bit pedestrian and there's not that quite saying that and, and that comes from the, the the pressure not to to win not being quite as high but then you look at somebody like uh Kenneth Watson you watch him play and he's you know he's not really like that he's very very intense he's very brave on the ball. He's quite, you know, he, I've seen him flying to a few challenges already, despite he's not the biggest person. But, you know, he just having that bravery and that intensity to try and look forward and make things happen is is important. And then, obviously, with the loony Jensen, where we get to see him play well, we've mo- most of us probably have seen him play. Uh, getting a just about an assist for for Pem Warman's very, very nice volley for Cambridge against us after um, an awful
0: first touch.
1: Ah, yeah, after a bizarre, yeah, <laughs> interesting first touch for, yeah. for uh. Yeah, he, he looks a good player. Mark Bonner speaks very highly of him. I've spoken to a, a, a reporter who was reporting on Cambridge last season. Speaks really highly of him. Got a bit of league one experience under his belt, which can
0: only be a good thing. So it'll be good to kind of see how he settles into the squad and goes from there. Uh, I know. I noticed uh, when we when we mentioned Jake Taylor there, and the, and you said we paid money for him, and I and I was uh, I I just watched for a bit, for James's reaction when I said, oh, we paid fifteen quid. It must have been less because he was like, "Oh no, no. <laughs> maybe fourteen pound Uh James, some good business. Um, I particularly like the Jensen Weir one because he's obviously uh, Brighton think he's he's worth half a million quid and uh, at twenty. Uh, and the Cambridge, as you said, speak very very highly of him, saying he's a good box to box lad uh, and has got quite a lot of skill and a good engine on him. And uh, that was one of the things looking at the friendlies. I was thinking we were missing.
3: Yeah, I think. I mean, you know, everybody knows Derek. Derek's got a job to do because uh, you can't get the players out that he wants to, and he he wants to get the right players in. The budget is fine in its um in the, in theoretical terms, but there's a lot of it tied up, more of it tied up than Derek would like. But I think he's he's done quite a lot actually in a, in a relatively short period of time, and we've got good players into good positions. Um, we've not overdone the loan market yet, so the loan market is is, is open and available because we've got, not got too many loans in. Um, and I think one or two players that that you know were necessarily part of the plans are, are maybe just making a bit of a, a, a sign for themselves. So, you know, it's um it's it's not an easy situation. But then, what League the One clubs situation is easy? That's that's the reality of, of, of this, this this football league, and that's the reality of the competition. So, uh, Yeah, I, I'm I'm really encouraged and I think one or two of the signings just like absolute like Morcom mm-hmm. players um, and I won't name which ones but one or two of them you see them sign you're like yeah that's Morcom. that's that's a Morcom player right there
0: Big Faz Big Farron Rawson uh, like you say uh, a couple of times I've seen him going into challenges you're thinking whoa he's not holding back uh, and I can see him being a bit like Cooney he'll be a fan's favourite pretty quickly because he puts his body on the line so, one one person we haven't mentioned, Charlie, Connor Ripley, the keeper. He's got big shoes to fill with uh, Trevor Carson choosing to go to St Mirren. And I, I wish Trevor all the best because obviously his uh, he's, he's recurrence of his old injury, which kept him out uh, for the start of last season, has recurred, which is bad luck on him. But uh, Connor Ripley uh, announced today as um, as club captain as well. So, he's, he's, he's certainly made an impression, hasn't he, Charlie?
2: Yeah, no, I think... Um... You know, nobody said it was easy, right? And that's, and that's why I think a lot of the fans are getting f- frustrated about everything going on. But, uh, you know, like James said, I think we've done really quite well. Con- I mean, to, to sign people like Connor and Donald into the, into the squad, as it is, is a great, great achievement. Um, I think at the squad numbers, obviously, some people are impressed as well during their, the tenure of the, uh, of the pre-season as well. I think he's, we've, he's, he's a big lad and he's, he's vocal and uh, and uh, I think Derek, I've, I've, I've had a number of chats with Greg Strong in the last uh, few weeks and uh, he's a great guy, He's uh, I, he knows what he's talking about. I was speaking today about a couple of things about, uh, he was saying about, um, you know, people need to just, just, we can't brush it, you know, we, we, we've got some targets, we've, we, we've got the situation where we are, we're nearly there. And it might there's going to be some sort of like um, uh, you know, um, what's the word? Sort of domino effect when 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 the market when when the clubs at the top of the pyramid start trading a bit more. And, yeah,
0: uh, and there's final pieces of the jigsaw to be assembled. It, exactly. So um,
2: we've got Connor, we've got Donald, we've got Max, we've got all these all these other players already mentioned. But I think we'll be okay by you know by the end of the transfer window. I think we'll have done some good business. Everyone won't be stressing out about everything. And of course, looking for present back. You know, of course, we'll try to do these things. And uh, you know, I, I'm I'm privileged as everyone, as I've said many times, to be able to speak to these people on a daily basis. And uh, if you if you I'm sure you know, if you were having a conversation I was having, you wouldn't, you not wouldn't be worried about anything. Uh, David obviously got he's put we stayed in Connor and. Donald and, and the uh captaincy stakes,
0: and uh, I'm sure I'm sure have a great season. Yeah, um myself and Joel were uh, having a bit of a bit of a swap of ideas this afternoon and we were both saying we, we had our we had our uh, our hats tipped towards Gibbo as captain, so it was a surprise being Donald Love, wasn't it, not it really, Joel?
1: Yeah, I think Connor Ripley wasn't much of a surprise. I know obviously with the way the captain's arm has worked in, in pre-season. It's been a spot between keepers. But then the way that Ripley was kind of established, and if you've watched him in the pre-season games, uh, you could close your eyes and you could pick out Conor Ripley because uh, he, he's a big vocal player on the pitch. He's a good talker, it looks like, in the interviews. You know, uh, it seems like he's a big character as well. So that wasn't really too surprising to see Ripley giving it. I think Love, I think it's, it's, it's a funny one because he's come in and we've not really heard much from him in interviews and he's not had the captain's arm mad like Ripley's had. Obviously, he's done his intro interview when he first signed. But uh, I think maybe he's one that probably, I think just because he's new and, and that kind of thing and he's maybe just kind of surprised people a little bit. But
2: yeah, you know Derek what? knows what he's doing, right? Yeah. Exactly. Do you, remember, do, you, do you remember when he did, did the squad numbers in his first season? When he Alex Kane, number 14. Jonathan, number 16. Absolute outrage. What's going on? Jonathan, exactly. Jonathan had an unbelievable season after that.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. And I think that, yeah. that's, that's the thing. Uh, Derek and John and Greg, they're, they're, the, they're the guys that are watching Donald and uh, and Connor in, in the group and they're seeing how they're interacting with the rest of the group and they're seeing characteristics that we as fans in the stand, we don't always see. And maybe, you know, what kind of standards they might be setting behind closed doors. So, you know, and at the end of the day, it's a captain's armband. It means something. I think, it, you know, it's, I think it's a good thing to, I think for players individually, it can definitely mean something. It can kind of give them a boost and stuff. But ultimately, you want a team of leaders. I think it's not just about Connor and Donald. It's about you know a lot of people throughout the squad. Uh, obviously, we mentioned Gibson might have been one of those characters. Vanrossen, Cole leading from the front. Uh, Connolly with his kind of attitude and his engine. There's you know you want that throughout the squad really, and I think you know it's looking like we're starting to get that as well.
0: I'll just go back to what you said before, Charlie, and the fact that yeah, you're right. You you are in an invidious position, but also it causes you a lot of uh, heartache and a lot of work. But that's that's why uh, it's always a joy to have you coming on here, telling us what's going on behind the uh, scenes. So you can uh, uh, sort of transfer your, if you like, your calmness in speaking to people behind, saying it's all right. It's we're like a swan. We're working hard <laughs> beneath the the. Uh, beneath the canal but we are actually moving forward and yeah, when you come here and tell us things like you know Greg Strom's confident that once it'll be a domino effect etc cetera, etc cetera, that's good to hear.
2: James and I will never tell confidential information we're to tell because we, we, we've, we, we've got discretion but we will, we will, we will we'll make people feel comfortable when we can with regards to those sort of situations right. Um, Greg, Greg has been an absolute breath of fresh air Compared to previous, you know, other people's had in the recruit positions before, where he's very open, very honest, very funny, um, very engaging. You sort of trust him. To, he, 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 he's really got, got all around You trust. He, 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 he clearly knows what he's doing, <laughs> and, uh, and and explains things in the right way. He uh, he's, he's quite he's quite he's quite emotional about it as well. He cares. He tells he cares about it, and the transmitter got About 37 days to go. Yeah, you know, we're, we're, more, we're, we're you know, we we're we more we're not we're not Man um, United, Arsenal, Chelsea. You know we 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 we've got to you've got to take your time. And Greg said I said saying to Greg today about what's going on. He goes, you know, we're in a situation where you know we've got, we've got things on the horizon. We can't rush. We can't we, we can't we are not going to make knee-jerk signings. And we we did we probably did that last season if we we're honest about, honest about the way we went, we went before the last season came along. We had a few injuries. Jonathan of obviously that big injury. We I mean, panic-bought a couple of times, um, looking back on it, but if that was a situation in the time. I don't think it'll be like that with Greg and Derek. And I really, James, James and I really trust Derek, don't we, James?
0: I'll, I'll move it on. And Yeah, and uh, ultimately a f-
3: there's a, there's a full month left in the transfer yeah. window, like a month and a, f- and, and a few days. So there's a long time to go yet.
0: And that's uh i it, it, it say it's only it can only be positive can't it because obviously if we've got room uh and as charlie's alluded to there there is still time when it becomes apparent to maybe two or three members of the squad that they're not going to feature as much as they like they would perhaps consider a long move out which again allows room in, doesn't it? yeah completely you
2: know we're in a situation where we are uh, we've said it over time we 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 just, we have got to be positive about it. We are we, in a great position. We, we look at the players we signed, you know. Mm. Yeah, Ash, that's Hunter, that's Hunter. That's Ash Hunter, I, 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 Ash, Ash Hunter, Ash Hunter a new one a couple of times every time I played Salford previously. Yeah, I know, you
0: know I he, he's
2: playing for us now, right?
0: Yeah, that's good. So moving on, like I say, um the friendlies themselves, um I I always take him with a pinch of salt. I've got have got a friend who uh we used to buy we used to buy our season tickets on the same day when you know we used to get a book he used to get a book with all the uh, the vouchers in, and uh, he used to quite deliberately take to the first friendly of the year he used to take his old season ticket when Jim Harvey was in charge, and whoever scored against us first at Christie Park he would stand on the terracing and rip his season ticket off, going sort it out, Harvey bloody rubbish. And everybody like, oh my God, he's ripped his season ticket up because we've conceded in a friendly. And it was last season's. And that's that's what they mean to us. They mean nothing. They mean absolutely nothing. They're just a way of getting minutes on the pitch. When and we win,
2: people, when play, teams win, they really care about pre-season. When they lose, it's about getting minutes on the legs,
0: right? Uh, well, but that's... And, and, and I'm going to go back, because it was 19 years ago yesterday, we beat Wolves 6-1. And, <laughs> and Wolves had Oleg Luzny, Paul Ince... All sorts of people playing for him, and we beat him six-one. And I was all I was on holiday, bizarrely, and I was in I was in Torquay at the time. And I kept getting texts off all my mates saying one-nil, two-nil, three-nil, four-nil after twenty-eight minutes. And I'm like, "You're taking the Mick? Get lost!" I didn't believe him. And the reason I didn't believe him was because it was like you know they were going to the into the Premier League. So, it, it, am I wrong, James? Do they mean nothing? Do they mean something? I don't know.
3: But for me, they don't mean very much at all. Um, you, you've got a, you've got a, a need to give players time on the pitch. You've got a need to get the team together. Um, and and also some of the best seasons have, have have preceded the worst seasons, and and, and vice versa. So it, it's just a chance to get get players playing, and that's not to say you don't want win win every single game. But the, the the games are not about a competition; they're about preparing for the season ahead.
0: And you've seen quite a few of them, Joel. Um, you, you know, you, you tend to take the positives out of them, don't
1: you? Yeah, I think you, you've got to watch them with the the context that they're in, and and take on board what the manager might be, what Derek might be trying to do in a certain friendly. So, like some of the friendlies, like he's he's been obviously, we, I think he's been trying to work out who can cover in centre midfield and uh, defensive midfield. So that's why obviously we've seen Gibson used quite a bit there. We've seen Cooney use as a number eight. And in those situations, you kind of maybe even less think about the result and think about the the, the thing that Derek might be trying to work out in that certain situation. So, we, yeah, we have we have seen quite a few things. Obviously, Steady Bridge, uh, I've been to Macclesfield and I've been to the two home ones as well. So, you know, it's good to see a variety of that kind of, yeah that's the thing it's hard to take one it's good to see a variety of friendlies because if you can obviously you can't not everybody can it's difficult sometimes but from one just one single friendly you you might see Derek only trying one certain things it's it's kind of just doing what you can to piece things together but I think you know there have been some like really encouraging performances in pre-season from individuals and I think it's just Derek look working through trying to work out what the best kind of setup to go with is and what individuals are worth a place. And, you know, we, well, I think maybe in the, even the squad numbers, I think we've, we've kind of seen some interesting developments from that. I think specifically yeah. Liam Gibson being number four, uh, who knows where that's going to... It, 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 I think that kind of speaks to the versatility that I think he's going to be relied on him this season, that he can slot into a back three. He can play... He's obviously a left back and he's been given quite a lot of time in defensive midfield. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of comes out Comes out of it. Uh, well, tomorrow by the time you'll be hearing this, but uh, yeah, I think it's one of those. Take it with a pinch of salt. Try and look at what the, what Derek's trying to do
0: with the individual players in the setup, and, and kind of go
1: from there and piece it together.
0: So I'm going to go to the. Uh, I'm going to now move on to the departed players, and um, the big loss for me. But I understand his reasons for going, uh, and good luck to him at Newport County. Uh, Aaron Wilding, who's been a fantastic servant, um, probably one of the best players um that we've signed uh he's played in a variety of different sides uh from um Jim to um obviously Robbo and and both uh DA and he was he was probably not a starter that often with Robbo but he was definitely uh definitely in DA's plans so I would think he'd be disappointed with Aaron going but you can understand his reasons Joel yeah yeah definitely I think
1: uh you understand his reasons. That's just how it goes sometimes. Uh, I think it's it's a real shame because he's such an important player under Derek, but that's how football goes. And, you know, especially at the level that we play, we haven't got, we're not, clubs aren't able to pay players the amount of money that it would take to, uh, you know, wash all those kind of personal life, Kind of moving your family around issues away. its you know you've got to take that into the equation. So yeah, and it's not—it's not a departure I feel annoyed about at all. I'm gutted yeah. about it, but you know yeah, I wish yeah. them all the best. And you know what, Newport—great signing for them because obviously the only thing that's going to get them promoted eventually after all this time is signing one of the morecambe promotion
0: side. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping you were going to make that make that assumption. That's a good one. <laughs> but yeah, I think Charlie. What were you going to say about the Aaron? There, Charlie.
2: Yeah, um, uh, Aaron. Um, when he when he was, it um, this. When, when he was going to leave, he sent me and James a message, which was quite. I don't think I'll, pretty, I'll read it out. would not mind I mean, I'm sure. But uh, hi, Charlie. Hope you're well, mate. Just to let you know, I was spoken to Gaffer this morning and informed I won't be re- signing I'm gutted to be honest, but it's nothing to do with football reasons. Just after, after living seven years away, probably close to family. Just like to say thank you for everything over the last few years been a pleasure. The way the club has moved forward with you, and James, the has been incredible. I wish you, the club, every success going forward and every, hopefully pass across head at some point. Um, if you could pass my forward message to James, I'd be more than grateful. Good luck making up the shrimps. You know, you, you, you didn't have to write that message, really. You could have just said, you know, you, you sent all the of messages. We really left his head held high. We are in League One because of Aaron Wilding. We are in of Aaron. It performances when, we, when he against b- Burton, and you know we can't thank him enough and wish him all the best.
0: And I, I, I have this image of Aaron turning up at the first day of training at Newport and going, "All right, lads, pleased to meet you all. I taught you through me goal in the FA Cup first round. I'd only been on twenty seconds and I ghosted in at the back post, just a side foot volley, and, and they're all going, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: "What a great guy!
0: What a great guy!" He is, top lad. And I, I want to talk a little bit about Tombs as well, because obviously uh any side, no matter who they are in this division would miss Tombs. Uh first of all, we had him on we've had him on three or four times on the podcast. Lovely, lovely guy, very self deprecating. Always had a smile on his face. Uh I'm disappointed I won't get to call him the Vieira of the Bay anymore because he loved that. <laughs> but uh, he's a big loss, James, but good luck to him.
3: He is. He's an enormous lot. He did a fantastic job for us while he was part of the club. And I don't care who disagrees with me, he is the best technical player I have ever seen in a Morecambe shirt. Like, I've never seen a player with that level of control of the ball, that level of awareness of space. Like, he's, he's just a class above anything I've ever seen in a Morecambe shirt. So, um, which team's all the best? Gutted that he's not part of the club anymore. Um, my, my daughters can't sing the Diego, Diego Agger song on a Saturday morning, but honestly, he, he, he's he's a for me personally, he's a bit of a legend, and um, and I, we just, just have to wish him well.
2: I tried to get him to sign. I tried to I tried to pitch him into Harrogate Town because he lives at Harrogate. and my,
0: yeah.
2: my business partner sponsored Harrogate. So I call the manager. I call the manager of Harrogate. Said team's available. He's like, no, he's too old. You not a few younger players. Was like as us
0: be that's that's a, uh, to me that's a crazy decision. It really is because he's got a lot to offer, and he, and uh,
2: John, I can't tell, I can't tell the Harry the town wants to do with it. No, no, of course you can't. No, but you know, he, 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 he'd, and, be, he'd be amazing for them. He'd be he be such good 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 good. People don't realize. Until, do you know what I mean? People don't realize until you actually have these players in your club how important they are.
0: No, that's right. <laughs> and I know Joel's Joel's clever enough to sort of like. Put, put that little clip of Toomes going towards his own goal against Preston, being surrounded by four or five Preston people and just dropping his shoulder and doing a double, and, and we're like, what's he doing? What's he doing? Oh my God, he's a genius. Which was, you know, Preston players flying all over the place and Toomes just ambles out of the box with it, leaving three or four on the floor. The man, I, I agree with you, James. That was worth the entrance fee alone that night. The man was a genius, Joel. It's worth saying as well that, that 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 they weren't three kind of League Two, League One players.
1: They were three you know decent Championship players. Yeah, exactly. And and, and talking of another Championship club he faced, obviously Blackburn. I remember he came on half time to the game. Yeah, he's been a phenom- He's been an absolutely phenomenal player at the club. Sad that what well, the times come from to go, but yeah, completely echo. I think you know technically best player I think we've ever had at the club being a great personality around the dressing room, by all accounts. You know, the way that other members of the squad spoke about him, there was this kind of air of reverence that you kind of tend to get. I always felt whenever the, whenever the other players mentioned him, you know, I think that, that speaks volumes about him and his, his professionalism, his character, you know, such a strong leader in the squad, big part of turning it's off. not right? right? so for
2: Robson, he's not actually dead. Yeah, <laughs> he is alive, yeah, yeah. Well, It's going to be so. You, you, eulogising about it. I know. Yeah,
1: it will Sound like an obituary. <laughs> an obituary. <laughs> I, gone, I'll bring him back to life. You know, what I am happy for actually. I'm happy for that he only has to drive over the M62. Doesn't have to go all the way at the M6. I'm
0: glad. Well, I'm happy. You
2: could do, that. For do half a mile to, to, to Harrogate. <clears throat> oh, I
0: know. Yeah, you. You got to when, take full victories where you can. When when uh, when we played Harrogate, when you were there, Joel. Uh, we played Harrogate and we scored after 45 seconds with Carlos and we won one nil. We were coming out of the ground, having packed all the stuff up and what have you, and uh, <laughs> uh the all the all, all the teams were having pizza, they were, they were having pizza delivered on the bus, and Toomes was walking down the road with a pizza box in his hand, and we were obviously in the Morcum FC car, we picked and waved, and he was like, hey, like that, just walking home. He could walk to Harrogate Town's ground. That's how near it was, but there you go. Um, right moving on we're going to talk about the division now um it's we may have lost quite a few good teams but it's not going to be any easier is it sheffield wednesday suddenly decided that they'd splash out on two of rotherham's better players and they got promoted uh and obviously we lost sunderland in the playoffs but we've got derby county with new owners uh and some new impetus sheffield wednesday um if Ben Lavelle's listening, there's a, there's a job for you at Ipswich at left-back because all they're doing is signing ex-Morcombe left-backs. <laughs> Robbie Armstrong, Greg Lee, <laughs> Leif Davis, um, anybody else. <laughs> um, it's it's going to be another amazing rollercoaster ride, Joel.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you see a lot of said that said about the, the, the comparison of last season with this season. I think too early to say, really. I don't think anybody, pre-season, I don't think anybody predicted that crew and Doncaster were going to be quite as bad <laughs> as they <laughs> turned out to be um, so we just never know at the start of the season but I, yeah I think you look at the top end of the division say and uh, you've got teams like Ipswich and Sheffield Wednesday I think the standouts to me just because they've come out of, the, 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 the last summer was them kind of especially Ipswich having a bit of a bonanza maybe being a bit disorganised about things and Sheffield Wednesday obviously coming down to the division for the first time in a long time or ever. I can't really remember but yeah, and then just kind of flashing big, it all being a bit chaotic. Whereas now they've had, a, they've had a bit, both teams have had a bit more time to settle. They've got a good manager in, a bit of continuity. A lot of the signings do seem a lot more sensible. Well, until it's which splashed about a million quid on Leaf Dubius or whatever it's meant to be. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's one of those where, yeah, you look at that and that's when they're really strong. Derby, who knows? They've signed some amazing players. Conor Horahan is ridiculous at this level. Uh, so, but then again, it's a lot of disorganisation, it's a lot of chaos and upheaval, so you never really know. At the bottom of the division, you've got some teams that have been really weakened. Cheltenham losing Michael Duff is massive. Uh, Forrest Green losing their manager, uh, Rob Elliott straight after promotion. Um, I think not many people would argue when you say they're three best players in Nicky Cadden, uh, the right back, Kane Wilson, that's it, who was lead two player of the season. Uh, Edward Adams in midfield you know they've lost some great players i think fleetwood's done some good business completely un- but un- complete unknown quant- uh quantity and quality with uh scott brown as a manager you know they're, 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 there are so many unknowns cambridge you don't you know they have they have outperformed a lot of underlying numbers of way and you're back bonner but you don't know accrington look at who they've lost this summer uh butcher from midfield uh the back, yeah, Sykes, he's gone to Belgium, Backstreet I think gone, it is. Yeah. yeah, Colby Bishop, just gone. That's a huge spine to lose from the team. And I obviously, you'd have a lot of faith in Coleman and, again, the continuity. But, God, that's a, that's a real blow. So, yeah, it, I think there's, any, there's about 10 teams that I think will all be roughly in the mix. I think I just, pull away. It
0: just, but... it just amazed me because I was reading a, read a tweet just this morning. Uh, which now, obviously, now i'm I'm, I'm, I'm on, I'm on Twitter more than I'm on anything else, thanks to Charlie saying you've got to be on Twitter. Um, but I was reading a tweet from Derby County: twenty-three thousand they've sold for their game on Saturday. Twenty-three thousand. They weren't even getting that last year in the division at bowl. It's it just they never shows, just shows what? the impetus of a new owner, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and they're more likely to win now, so <laughs> it's <laughs> more fun. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking of. To clubs in this division I'm looking forward to Pride Park a big good
2: fun.
0: Definitely. well I've, it's funny because um, my my uh, my missus has got family in Belper and uh, they're all all Derby all Derby County fans they all talk like that Derby County so I'm looking forward to Pride Park but when they come to Morecambe when we when we go on the promenade all the, all the people from Belper come up and they always say uh, do you want to ask cream and I'm like what said, do you want to ask cream I went well you know, with a flake in it, ice cream, and I'm like it's your accent. I'm sorry, I thought you said something else I'm I've quite <laughs> I'll give you you have long, long. Dave, <laughs> but um it like I say, James, it's not going to get any easier. last season, uh a lot of people have said, well, more can survive because there was five teams worse than us uh You just don't know, we didn't expect crew and Doncaster to be about that bad, like Joel said. It's just it's gonna be a roller coaster, isn't it?
3: I don't know. I think I think people predict and then people post rationalise on the basis of stuff that does make any sense. No no team in League One that went bust last year. There was no team with any serious ownership or leadership issues. It was just football last year yeah. and um and on football like Morecambe stayed up. Um and and this season I think it'll, it's likely to to be the same. Um, there are some bit massive clubs, but there's never going to be a time when there aren't massive clubs in League One, no. and there's never going to be a time when there aren't clubs that are climbing the way up. I think one of the things I'm really pleased about is that we we don't feel like the minnow you we once felt like. We don't feel like we've come up with without a big enough fan base to start to plan towards what we might be able to do at this level. Um, and so, so yeah, I think um, yeah, the, the league one is always going to be like it is, and, and it, it makes sense for the pundits and the, the podcasts, everybody else to say it's the hardest league one ever. Well, it, 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 it's never not going to be. It's never ever not going to be. There's always going to be massive clubs coming down into it, and clubs climbing into it. And you look at last season; every club that was promoted last season stayed up.
0: Like yeah. that, that
3: that that, that, that says everything about the, the the competitiveness of the league. So yeah, it's going to be really, really tough. But of course it is. It's League One. It's it, it's it's big football. It's 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 adult football, isn't it?
0: Embrace it's, it, don't don't fear it. Exactly, that's what I was gonna say. Exactly, Charlie. Just embrace it, love it for what it is. And there there are there are possibly fans listening to this who are fans of Wrexham and Notts County saying, Well, we're bigger than Morecambe, and they're in the Bleeding Conference. You know, well, that's two divisions below. And look at and, and Wrexham threw money at it last season. Massive amounts of money, and are still continuing to do that. And they've sold.
2: There's a good chance we'll we'll lose the Forest Green at home, and we'll (laughs) be Derby County away.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's the people remember it. Yeah, that is the beauty of it. So yeah, we're 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 expecting it to be tough, but enjoyable because this time last year we were willing to embrace it, not knowing that we were going to get a such such fantastic season tickets sold. And B, such fantastic. I mean, that, what, was, what was life affirming for me was that last game against Sunderland. There wasn't a hint of trouble. Every single Sunderland fan we met was A, happy to be there, B, they were great fun, and C, it was a sunny day. And they got the result they needed, we got the result we needed. Everybody was happy. And it just goes to show you that, you know, that when we, have, when we bring big teams like Wigan and like Sunderland sold out, no bother at all it was fantastic it was it for me it showed us how far we've come and how long may that continue
2: yeah you said to me any of us 20 years ago you'd be playing you'd be playing Sheffield Wednesday, Derby County, uh, Forest Green Rovers and Port Vale and uh, in the same in the same season you'd be like what what are you talking about
0: yeah you're on drugs You've you been talking about? sniffing the Colombian marching powder, I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what's particularly fun about League One at this particular not just this season, it, the previous seasons, and it's looking like the next few seasons. And you you do have this kind of great little melting pot of kind of fallen giants and in inverted commas in your derbies and your Sheffield Wednesdays, and you know, it's which have won the, the UEFA Cup once or twice, uh, you know, and then you've got traditionally non-league clubs like Morecambe, like Accrington, like Cheltenham, Burton, Albion, who've kind of come up and made a bit of a mark. And, you know, that's just fun. I mean, that's that's why we like uh, the way our pyramid works, you know, because you get these daft little combinations of leagues. And, yeah, obviously, look, the budgets are against us and, you know, you might get the old hammering here and there. But, you know, we're also going to give them a fight and, you know, we'll, you know, I think we can be pretty hopeful that we'll at least get a few good results and a few good wins out of these games and seasons, and make a go of it. And you know that's the beauty of this league and the beauty of football in general, really, isn't it?
2: It's worth having a quick chat about SCMP. James can speak more eloquently than I can, but uh, you know, we can't we can't just spend even if we had a billion trillion pounds, then we couldn't spend it. You know, we've got to stay within our means. We've got to stay within our um, our sphere of um, income. And uh, it would be boring if we had a limitless budget, limit wouldn't it? We, we remember.
0: <laughs> so that's that's the perfect segue into season ticket sales because um, we we have we topped out last season, or are we just about the same. Does anybody know? Yeah, we're we're we're, we're above
3: last season. Brilliant! And we're
0: great news. We're above
3: last season, and, and and also we were above last season without the um, the, fam, the fantastic offer that we provided last season, which was those incredibly cheap junior tickets. But we, which we actually re- realised meant that people were buying t- season t- or season tickets that nobody was going to use. Yeah. Um, whereas this season we've got two thousand six hundred sold. And they are 2,600 genuine people who are likely to turn up every game, which is massive. So that's the reason why there's only a few hundred tickets left for sale against Shrewsbury this Saturday. And that's Shrewsbury on a Saturday. And I know it's the first game of the season. It's always going to be a big game and everything else. But yeah, the, the idea that we might just, Top 5000 average this, this season is 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 very much in our sights, and that's what we need to do. You know, that's what that's as Derek alluded to it in his last interview um, uh, today or yesterday. We, 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 need to, we, need, we need to get our attendance right up in order to be able to give the, 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 the playing squad the budget to be able to compete, but we're, we're, we're much closer than we thought we would be. Um, so yeah, um, 5,000 average is, is the target, and it's not looking a million miles away.
0: Well what was our average last season? Was it about four thousand four hundred, something like that? Four two. 4,
3: two hundred. Which um which is not not bad versus eighteen eighteen ninety or nineteen hundred, um, two and a half years ago.
0: <laughs> it's not bad we're <laughs> getting we're, when I can remember going and we're getting three hundred and fifty was a good crowd in the Premier Northern Premier League, but
3: yeah. <laughs> I remember the same.
0: Yeah, exactly. But
1: even even in League Two, wasn't there that uh, the the Godforsaken Tuesday night against Colchester, when there was about nine hundred at a League game? Yeah.
0: yeah, it was a filthy night, like. But I mean, <laughs> but the Portsmouth game when Barry Roach scored it was it was just less just less than a thousand. Yeah, to be fair, I, I you
1: know you look at I mean if 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 I ever feel a bit nostalgic and look back at old highlights. From a few seasons gone by, it's so weird looking looking at that stand, the the bar card. Uh, you know, it's so weird looking at that home end, and it's just looks so empty. Looking back at those yeah, videos, of course. yeah. And now, even on the, the the less sexy and less popular games we had last season, it still looks rams compared to yeah, it does compared yeah. to what came before. You know, it really does you know very
0: visually and very obviously show how far we've come. Yes, exactly. And I'm, I'm going I'm to leave that there because that's exactly right, Joel. Exactly right. But following on from that, obviously, it's been a busy summer, uh, even though we're probably better prepared than we were uh, when we actually won the playoffs because we've had more time to prepare both off and on the field. Uh, and obviously, one of the things that's happened is that the, the roof's finally been fitted behind the home end, which has been a, a bugbear on Rob Taylor for about the past eight, nine years, hasn't it, James?
3: yeah i mean yeah yeah it has um and it came up in Charlie in my first meeting, and it came up in the second meeting and the third one and the fourth one, <laughs> and by about the seventh one it was embarrassing um no it 's it's, it's really good that it's 's happened um it 's really good that it it 's happened in, in in the season it 's happened as well because I think um you know it, it shows a bit of forward progress physically to everybody who's coming into the ground and also it just makes the ground a more pleasant place to be for for the fans beyond that beyond that that stand um so so yeah it's, it's really really good news um should have happened ages ago but didn't who cares it's happened now
0: exactly we need to celebrate it don't we because again it's more progress mm-hmm. um and i, I know uh, ben's been absolutely fantastic in keep, keeping everybody informed of the plans for the future and what's happened and the progress and etc and again this is the whole the whole package of Morecambe FC now including ourselves on on the Trust podcast the information that comes out of the club the videos that they make uh, the content that comes out of it it's all miles better now we we, you know if we can survive this season as an call ourselves an established league one club we're certainly far more professional off it and that comes down to that. That's down to you two and your three-year plan, isn't it? Where we have to take the club forward bit by bit and continually striving.
2: Every every day getting a little bit better in every way, and that's what we've got to try and do. You know, I'm just really excited about it. We didn't want to be in the position we were in last season, but it was exciting. <laughs> you know, we were we, we freeze freeze Joe and I watching the Chillingham game together, and what was the game we watched? I'm a, Oxford, the, 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 Oxford. Oh, Oxford. What a game! One was down after one minute. No, they were like, "What? All more close to what, what happened there?" Who we went and scored two goals against the, against him, against the wind, and uh, held out to win. You know, what more, what more can you ask for?
0: That second half was like the Alamo, and Trevor Carson, oh. was the best life size I've ever seen.
2: <laughs> one thing to mention as well is, I, I feel like last this time actually we had loads of injuries and touch wood. Yeah.
0: We, we, yeah, we like, yeah, it's a fair point you make that that um, John Obika. So a couple of fans have said John Obika could be a completely different player for us this season because he's had preseason, and yet, unless you get preseason, a lot of players say you never really catch up. In, a couple, a, a couple point. of the sprints I've seen him put
1: in in yeah. you know to do because I think I think it was you actually you've been on the uh, the, the Saint Mirren forum and, and kind of yeah. gauged that he he he. he, he well, he can hold the ball up really well, and he's skillful in that way. But he was—he we was—he was better over the top. Yeah, he's got that burst of pace, and I don't think we ever really saw it towards the back end of last season. We saw it a little, a little bit, but like, like you say, he's catching up. He's recovering over the injury. He's—you know—you're going to be hesitant once you pop your hamstring like that, and then going <laughs> for a sprint again you're going to be a bit hesitant yeah. so having that full pre-season to kind of warm back into I think it, if
2: you're you, against yeah. Timothar had once he had a chance of score a goal and he just hit it over Jimmy James
1: yeah
3: yeah yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I think yeah. he'd have got confidence he'd probably give me more game time but he uh, just unfortunately went about that far over the top but uh, I, I think Johnny Abic is a great guy he's been great on the podcast we wish him all the best and hopefully he'll be able to
0: Get get a few yeah. important goals. Yeah. So how I, oh the summer all the action over the summer with um, I have to say Rob the groundsman's done a fantastic job. I know he's nagged and nagged and nagged and nagged and nagged for certain things that he wanted and the grass seed and stuff like that because I've been chatting to him and it, he's he's a bit happier now. But the pitch has never looked when we played Middlesbrough. I turned up and I was like I've never seen the pitch look like that ever. It looks absolutely superb. So it's a credit to you, the club for backing him. But for me, the most important thing, yes, there's still time, but um, we've retained Cole. And Cole being here is, is, is probably pivotal to our survival last season, guys. Joel? Yeah,
1: I mean, you look at the goals he's scored. I think the easy thing is to look at the goals he's scored. And that, that's great. And obviously, you know, they're the most important thing at the end of the day in football. But just... The, the the way he kind of the, the way we operate as a side and kind of use him as a kind of a fulcrum in attack. I think I, when I see people on Twitter discussing, oh, we should go and get Carl Stockton from Walk and whatever, it's just goals. It's because they see goals and they think, great, he's he's amazing. But you need to think about you know the value he'll bring to to your team in his all round game and and that to us is massive. So obviously it sounds like we're driving. We'll we, be driving quite a high, a hard bargain. It's not just, and no, I think the reason for that is not just because of his goals. It's because of what he brings in this all-round game. And I mean, I, th- I personally, I think part of the reason he's been able to hit these heights recently is because it goes back to when Derek was. I remember in the first half of our promotion season, he, he you know, he was missing quite a few. It was the second half we actually bagged quite a lot. Yeah, uh, the, the first half he was missing quite a few, but I remember. In that half of the season, Derek just kept banging on about him in, in post-match interviews. He actually said, "I love him to bits," <laughs> which for Derek, well, that's, that's absolutely mental. So, you know, uh, just having that backing and say, you know what, keep, but that that shows like what he, how much Derek values what he brings to the team as a whole, and ultimately, I think him having that confidence in him is what helps enable him to become the goal, the more frequent goalscorer he is. But it's about what he brings to the team as well, and that is so important
0: to us. And I think the makeup of the squad. Um, while we may we may say you know, uh, yes, it's different to last season. I think I'm hopeful. Derek gives gives a lot of people freedom in attack. Arthur looked like a better player under Derek than he did under Robbo. Uh, plus, we've got Hunter. Plus, we've got Caleb Watts. Plus, we've got Dylan Connolly. And I, I think uh, we've got the makings there of, of uh, a team that can chip in with goals. He's, I like. He's already alluded to the fact that Jake Taylor's the natural replacement for Wildig, so he might be getting into the box like Adam Phillips did, etc. Um, that's what we need. We need, a, a, if you like, four or five people who are going to chip in with the goals. Rather than last season, it was Cole, Adam Phillips, and then everybody else got one or two. Uh, it, you know, it seems like a possibility, James.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and and ultimately, I'm the, I'm in the same position that you are and Joel is, and every fan is, and it's a new season, and we've got a, a, a different squad, and who knows who's going to come up with the goods this year? Um, but you know, to go to what to what Joel said, I, Cole has, has has done a fantastic job for Morgan, but equally. Morecambe's done a fantastic job for Cole, and 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 he's never played football in his career like he's played for Morecambe And there's a way that this 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 team sets up that, that suits him. And as as Derek said before, he scored all the goals he scored in 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 the season before, last and last last season. He was he was an integral part. But, yeah, there's, 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 there's exciting players coming forward. There'll be, there'll be somebody who none of us are thinking are going to score four or five goals. this season we'll score four or five goals. That's the nature of football. That's the, wonder, that's the wonderful thing about this game. Um, so, so, yeah, the, we, we need goals to come from different places. Absolutely, no doubt. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know whether, where, where they're going to come from any better than, than you do, or, or Joel does, or
2: Charlie does. But we'll, that's, we'll that, call, that's the exciting would, thing. Would Cole find a club that loves him as much as we do? who relies on as much as we do, no. who um, counsels as much as we do, you know, I know it, it, um, clubs might be coming might, might come in for him, but um, we, we, we love him, we, we, we don't want, we hate him to leave if he, if he did leave.
0: Uh, if he does, obviously, he's got to be the right price and there's plenty of time for clubs to do that, but um, as Joel's alluded to, they're, they're going to be taking a, a chance because as you've said, James... He's, he's never really done it anywhere else, but we, we seem to fit like a glove, and long may that continue.
3: Um, and I, 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 will, I will repeat what Joel said. Cole was a great player when he wasn't banging the goals in. Cole, yeah, he, Cole, he was. Was, Cole was a hugely valuable, integral part of the team before he banged the goals in, and then he just happened to start scoring goals like like Bilio, which was wonderful and is wonderful, and long may it continue, but... Yeah, he does a job for the for the team and for the, for the for the for the organization around him before he scores any goals.
0: You're right, and I, and I, in the promotion season, I, I always I always have a really vivid memory of him scoring uh, a couple, Well, scoring a really really decent goal against Solihull uh, from a, a really a clever through ball from uh, Carlos, and he volleyed it in and. It was almost like that day. His confidence was like, right, that's it. And from then on, he he, he never he never missed. Honestly, he never missed. <laughs> and funnily,
3: funnily enough, it was a couple of games just before that where he didn't score, but he set up to. And nobody notices when a when a striker yeah. um, or or a finisher sco- sets up goals, but he set up. And a setup is just as important as a goal, because yeah, you know if, somebody, if somebody's just tapping into the far post, it's the setup that's more important. And that's that's one of these little things, but yeah um yeah he's important and and there'll be other players who play a huge role this season i don't know who they are and i'm really excited to see who they, who they become
0: and uh, so my final bit of news over the summer was the one that came out this week and made the national papers with uh, sponsorship from the from the gypsy king which is a nice bit of work by martin uh, obviously everybody locally and everybody listening to this Uh, We'll probably know that uh, Tyson owns the gym in the uh, corner by the away end and the Berlin Wall, Uh, so he is actually connected to the club. So it seemed quite natural because obviously I know he goes to his gym a lot. So we must see him around a bit. Go on, Charlie.
2: Yeah, it's um, it's um, welcome news. You know, we'd love to do more work with him in the future. It's a bit of a trial trial thing, so if we get on well together and we enhance the brands as well. What's not to like?
0: Yeah, you're
2: right. a local hero. Um, we've got 11 local heroes going every Saturday. And uh, it's a good, good brand match. But hopefully, um, we'll start something big. We'd love to be able to, um, you know, come, come, come back and have to help own that ground, the, the land behind this, the uh, burning wall in the future. He owns it for now. And if anything we can do to help each other to be a stronger relationship, we'd be more than welcome to speak to him about it.
0: But it was, uh, it was amazing just to see. <laughs> I, I've never, never, since they changed the BBC Sport website, I've never seen Malcombe on the front page, and it was about the fifth one down on the morning that it was announced. And uh, I actually turned around and showed my missus, and she went, what's that? I went, that's the front page, and we're on it, and we're the fifth one down. And she was like, oh, goodness me, look at that. And I was like, exactly. But that's the brand that is Tyson, isn't it? You know, he's absolutely worldwide. So he's big news. So it's a beautiful bit of work by the club. So well done, everybody.
3: It's mainly, it's mainly well done to Martin for chatting to Tyson in the car park for the last year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, seriously, it, it is it is good news. And um you know, I personally have a lot of time for Tyson Fury. I think he sets a wonderful example in the way that he's come back from adversity. Um, I think he's he, he's he's a, he's just he seems like a genuinely good human being and i would i'd love it for him to have a, a bigger role in the club in the future um but as charlie says it's it's the beginning you know he's 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 sponsoring us and that's great and he can get involved he's good mate of um of of of, of like, other very close fans of the club and that's that's helpful as well who happen um, to
0: be happen to be boxers
3: <laughs> yeah exactly who happen to be boxers but yeah it it, it 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 can only be a good thing um and long may let con- long, long may it develop and continue
0: So, the final thing I want to chat about, and uh, we finally get to it, um, Shrewsbury. (laughs) Shrewsbury opening game Saturday. Wow, how did that happen? Um, Shrewsbury, the last time we played them, um, we managed to get the game called off in glorious sunshine and then went back on a Tuesday night. And um, as we know from uh, a a genuine chat with Aaron Wildig, uh, we went went in 1-0 down at half-time and the dressing room exploded. And uh, Derek, Derek walked out and left him to it while they were literally. It was a massive slanging match between the players, and uh, and from that point of view, obviously we came out second half and uh, capitulated five nil, and uh, luckily straight after that we had an international break and things changed for the better, and uh, so that was a turning point. The last time we played Shrewsbury. could this been, be the start of yeah. Sorry.
2: We've 2-0 at home, we 2-1, Joel. Yeah, we, we won 2-0 at two home. 2-0 at home. Yeah, 2-0 uh, at home.
1: So, that's the first home game of the season, incidentally. So, well, last
0: week it was, yeah, last week. Yeah. So last year. that's
1: not very imaginative of your fixture. and bottom. One thing to say, say about the fixed
2: list is that the fixtures list is actually a bit kinder isn't it this year? Yeah, I agree. I, I texted Eric and said nice, good, good fixed list. He's like, don't <laughs> know.
1: Yeah,
2: he's not going to. I'll
0: yeah, yeah it's always, it's always, always. <laughs> You've got four games, you've got four seats, you'll play everyone twice. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah uh, God, do we? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's things that seems a, on brand from Derek, I like it. So, what I'm going to put you on the spot uh, score prediction and crowd. Joel. Oh, good heavens. Uh, let's say
1: 3 uh, 1 to Morecambe and. I'll take that, I'll Five thousand attendance. I yeah. I I don't I don't like predictions. So I'm just going to say we're going to
0: win every game. Well, I, I've, I've Shrewsbury Shrewsbury Technique sold, sold six hundred tickets or eight hundred tickets. James, is that right? Yeah, there's, there's
3: hardly any left. Honestly, it's looking like a, it's looking like it could be a sellout for Shrewsbury at home,
2: which is wonderful. Absolutely
0: ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ridiculous, but hilarious at the same time. Yeah. So go on then Charlie. I
2: think it will be, be uh three three two to Morecambe, Gibbo, Gibbo, and Gibbo and goal. <laughs> <laughs> um a, a defensive defensive error in the first few minutes where everyone gets really angry on by us. Go go two uh, two one down and then um and then Cole will score and then Dylan Collins score a penalty in the last minute to win the match, three two.
0: In front of? Uh 4,867. Ooh! (laughs) You know, if it turns out to be 4,867, they'll be going back to the Ken Bates era of fiddling the gates. Yeah, that's (laughs) right. James?
3: I think Walker will get three points, and I think 4,678 people will see it.
0: Ooh, I I love it. You see, A, I'm absolutely, utterly useless at predictions. So I'm gonna say I'd love us to win, but I've got I've got the I've just got the impression low scoring draw. Don't know why, just have. I think both teams will want to not lose, but they'll want to win if you follow me, meaning. So I think one apiece, that's what I'm going for. And the crowd wise, I'm gonna say four thousand six hundred and fifty. Yeah, I thought I'd just hedge my bets, but there, there you go. There we have it. <laughs> uh, So um, that's been the first podcast of the season. My thanks, as always, to Joel and to Charlie and James on holiday for your time. Um, We will be back again next week when we can dissect uh, how you knew the crowd was going to be so accurate, uh, but also talk about the fantastic three points that you're all convinced we're going to get. Great. Uh, And obviously we'll chat about the Peterborough away game and the Stoke at home in the Carabao Cup. Well, our first
2: uh, team, team, team player, uh, squad, team player appearance, and be on oh, our that's... new, our new
0: platform. Podcast, oh yes, uh, yeah, yeah. We 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 might try. Out new... on. Joel,
2: Joel, uh, Joel, we you try and work out if you can. No pressure, Joel. <laughs> You've got to do a new wardrobe job, are they? Hey, <laughs>
1: I've, moved, I've I've changed the position of the scars a little bit just to kind of give it that new season. Boom yeah
0: exactly keep keep, keep keep the freshness exactly so i hope you've enjoyed this this has been the usual uh nonsense from the uh Shrimps trust and uh, and the boardroom um I, it's been great to be back um the commonwealth games is about to well the, the opening ceremony's starting so we've got we've got something to compete against but if you're going to work on a friday morning listening to us i hope it's welcome again so hello paul carter and all our lovely listeners if you're abroad uh, thanks for listening join us next week um this has been the shrimps trust podcast shrimp net join us again next week thanks for listening